Welcome to Upwell, the podcast. I'm Sarah, and this is my beautiful co-host, Katie. As fellow female entrepreneurs turned friends and now business partners, we are so happy you're here. With every episode, it is our sole purpose to share authentic conversations to inspire your personal level up. Take our curiosity at your best intentions and flow with us in the Upwell. So we've been getting a ton of questions about how the two of us met Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. after our first episode, I had a few people reach out and they're like, that's a funny story that you told. And is that true? Is that how you really met? Mm -hmm. Um, So we wanted to talk about the evolution of our own friendship. And then we wanted to share um, just some ways that you can meet new people as an adult, Uh, you know, different evolutions of friendships through the years, how that can impact your life and your own inner circle. Um, And just some, some helpful tips, I think, when it comes to adult friendships, because they can be hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we talked about in episode one, uh, Sarah and I met in 2020 and she came in and was training for the marathon and she was having some hip sciatic issues. Terrible. Me being... If you ever <laughs> deal with those, I feel yeah, for you. Horrid. I wouldn't wish those on my worst enemy, Literally. actually. They're terrible. Uh, so I, she came to me as a massage therapist and I was able to help her out. And when she got on my table, first thing I went for was that hip elbow right into, she the, means my butt cheek, butt cheek, right <laughs> into the butt cheek. So that was our first interaction together was her on my massage table, uh, getting worked on. And then over time, we, our paths were crossing. Uh, I was working out at the gym that she was working at and just kept passing, kept passing. And we realized that we, we had snippets of things in common that were really, I don't know, aligned with one another. And so over time it took a little bit though. It probably wasn't until the spring of 2022 that we really started hanging out together. And then all of 2022, basically our friendship took off. Um, and it was a matter of really, I think in a way, letting my guard down and maybe the same for you, Sarah, letting each other's guards down to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I think I really want to be friends with this person. And she's, she's my people, you know, like she's, Definitely. she aligns with so many of the values that I have. Uh, but it, it was some, it took some work, yeah. uh, as most adult friendships do every relationship, honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that is a little backstory on how we met and just, we thought we would share a little bit more about how, you know, that, that works as an adult and, you know, turning acquaintances into friendships. And especially since we're in such a time of the world where we've been very isolated and we've been separated um, significantly just by world events. We won't get into those right now. Not not today. (laughs) Not today. Uh, But just because we have been so separated And I do feel like most of the people I talk to find that they struggle with meeting new people as adults. Um, Yeah, I think honestly, it's a, it's comes down to being very comfortable, right? mm -hmm. Like you, you make friends as a child or even through high school or college and those become kind of, you know, your more solid friendships. But I think we change so much as we go through life and our friends change and our circumstances change. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important to continue to meet new people and find those people. Like you said, I loved how you said aligned with your values. I think having a support system and having that inner circle of people that really 
understand you and accept you, you know, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I just think those people can change over time. Mm -hmm. Um, not good or bad, you know, not saying that losing friends or anything like that is a bad thing because if those people aren't aligned with your values any longer, you know, then that friendship could possibly end. So I think just being open to the possibility that there's going to be new people that come into your life. And like you said, letting your guard down and just getting to know people. Yeah. Being vulnerable enough to, uh, and it, being vulnerable enough to just let one person in and doing that little by little. It's not like you're going out into a huge group of people and just like, here I am, you yes. know, like take me as I, you know, take me as I am right now. Uh, so I feel like, you know, putting yourself out there in a way with, you know, just one person and seeing where that goes. And then maybe that one person might know another person and might know another person. And you're able to build these friendships in an authentic way. Uh, we're so connected virtually that it's almost in a sense made us more disconnected personally. Yeah. And so for us, I'm kind of old school in that regard. I'm trying to bring back a lot of the old ways of living as a whole and cultivating friendships and cultivating inner circles, I think is a big one for me right now. Um, one of the things that I actually talked about with my significant other, um, my fiance for kind of on and off for the last several years is like, I have no friends. Yeah. I have no friends. I feel, I feel yeah. that definitely, you know, and at times, where I was at in my life and the path that I was on, nobody else that I was friends with was on that same path. So I had to keep forging through on my own personal journey and just have faith in the fact that living to my most authentic self, other people would find me. Yeah. Or I would magnetize those other people into my life, which is one of the one of, you're one of the people that, you know, kind of came in along that journey. And so, um, you've said before you were, we were, before we started rolling, uh, the kind of the, you know, the nature of the in and out of, yeah. you know, friendships, ebbs and flows, right? Everything kind of ebbs and flows in life. So I think it's important too, to remember in older or, you know, more, I don't know more rooted friendships that you've had for a long time, I think it's important to remember that there is different seasons in both of your lives. And, you know, you might grow apart for a certain amount of time and come back together. So I think, you know, being conscious of the always changing lives that we live is so helpful to have compassion, you know, for the other person and, and take that relationship for what it is at, in that moment. You know, it might look different than it did 10 years ago when you guys were in high school or college and always together and you were each other's ride or die. You know, we all have those relationships, but you know, we go through cycles and go through different things at different times from other people. And we have to be aware that they aren't always going to be perfectly aligned. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, funny story, actually. Uh, I don't talk to a single person I went to high school with. Really? Not a single person that I went to high school with. I think if I ran into some of them, uh, it would be like a very superficial, like, hello, how you doing? She's oh. at the grocery store. She's like, <laughs> I'm going to expand on that, actually. I can't tell you how many times I have actually been at the grocery store, seen somebody it's I went to high school with. the grocery store. Seen somebody I've gone to high school with or, you know, I didn't go to college around here. So somebody I went to high school with, they see me. 
and turn around and go the other direction. Whereas me, I'm like, hey. Oh, well. And it's, but it's just, it's, it makes you, makes, I don't take it personally. I don't take much personally from strangers, but I, I have just found it interesting that I don't talk to anybody that I go to, went to high school with. And I had some long-term friendships. And I think when you talk about kind of the ebb and flow of friendships, there also comes a point too, when you realize it's okay to let a friendship go. Yeah. And that that person's time in your life is no longer, I don't want to say relevant, but that person's time in your life is no longer needed. Like you've, you've, your journey, your journey together with that person has come to an end and it's okay to go your separate ways. Yeah. Everything serves a purpose in life, right? And Mm -hmm. that includes relationships and people Mm -hmm. and not saying that they're not purposeful any longer, but if that friendship has given you both what you needed Mm -hmm. and you desired in that time, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, ebbs and flows where that person might need something different and you might as well. and, And that's okay. And I don't think that's a bad thing, you know, and it can be difficult and scary mm-hmm. and weird because mm-hmm. no one teaches us how to successfully and compassionately end a friendship, right? right? You don't learn that in school. We just have to kind of, we guess and we just fake it till we make it and do our best not to hurt the other person. Right. And I do think that there is something to be said for how you walk away from a relationship. Um, I can, from personal experience, knowing that I've had some major blowouts with with ending of friendships and how I ended up walking away from those friendships by not responding. Actually, years later, to circle back, those people have come back and apologized Yeah, years later for how they treated me. And even though that they came back, I knew that their time in my life had still come to an end. Yeah. Like there could be that. I guess I don't like using the word closure because I don't ever think that that anything has closure, but um, process. It's just kind of the the full circle of it and like, okay, all right, moving on. Yeah, you know? and I think mm-hmm. that's important to remember too is you always have the choice, right? Life, right. Is, life is choices, mm-hmm. not always chance. So I think that's important to remember. And when you really think about that relationship and the important role that it played in your life at the time. And if you grew apart and you're two different people now, you have that choice again, you know, and you don't have to feel obligated. Right. Right. So one thing about Sarah and I, I am much more introverted than Sarah. You'd never guess it, (laughs) but I'm more introverted. Sarah's more extroverted. Um, and so Cultivating friendships and cultivating a circle when you have those different types of personalities looks very different, obviously. Uh, so for Sarah, tell me about what it's like for you when you're in a group of people and how that, you it's know, so how you feel. funny because I consider myself an extrovert. However, when I recharge my batteries, it's when I'm alone, mm-hmm. but I get energy. I do enjoy being around people. I'm a, I love hearing people's stories. I love meeting new people. I love knowing more about people. I just think it's so interesting. And I just, I mean, I could just learn about what people are doing and their lives all day. It's so fun. Um, and I think that's probably like the biggest difference Mm -hmm. because I just, I feed on that. Like I love being in 
big groups, maybe not crowded places. I don't love that. And I don't love like Six Flags, you know, right. Disney World, not like that, but going to a party, you know, where you're mingling, meeting new people, going to a fundraiser, like a big event. I love that because there's just so many different types of people and you never know who you're going to meet. Right. And so for me, I am much more on the introverted side, especially when it comes to going into groups of people. So you and I have recently joined a, a social group. Yes. Um, and I was very open the last time we met about how I feel leading up to going to these social events. Um, I do get quite a bit of anxiety and the anxiety that I feel isn't necessarily that I'm outside of my comfort zone with being with a group of people. It's the anxiety of knowing myself enough to understand that navigating a lot of personalities at one time is very physically draining for me. Yeah. And it's not that I, I could give a flying kahoot of what anybody thinks of me, honestly. And that's taken me years to get to that point in life. But feeling like all of these different personalities, all of this different energy is very, very draining for me. So that is why I keep my network of people very, very small. However, I have found that allowing myself snippets of time not all the time. It's not like a weekly thing, you know, snippets of time to where I do interact with a larger group of people, what I can gain from that and yeah. what like the information I can gain from that, whether it's, it's something as simple as a book recommendation or something as simple as, oh, did you hear about this online store? Or, you know, something as simple as hearing somebody's story and being able to relate to that, to my own personal life or a situation I've had in my life to that I was unsure how to navigate. Definitely. And I think that um, there's something to be said for that because I feel like social anxiety is on the rise. Oh yeah. On the rise. So give yourself grace with that. Always have an out, like always have an exit plan. But I think it is good even for us introverted people to go and experience these groups or go and experience these you know, situations to where you are in a larger group of people but even if you give yourself a time frame, give yourself a time frame of 45 minutes. I'm going to I'm going to do this for 45 minutes and if I'm feeling just completely uh with it, time to go. Time to go. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You will find that if you are clear about your intentions, like we've gone to a couple of the gatherings and I'm like I intend to, to leave. I intend to leave at this time. <laughs> How many times have I stayed over? Never. She's like, I'm out. I'm out. And I know that I not have. Not because she doesn't love us. Not because I don't love anybody, <laughs> but it's more because I know myself enough to know that this amount of time is my limit. That's my max. That's my max for being able to engage with people. And then to know that I can leave and not have any FOMO with it. Like yeah. not have any, you know, like I got what I needed to from it. That's what the universe was set to give me. Now I need to go home and, and rest yeah. and rest from it and digest what I did take from it. For sure. Because you take so much, but if you take too much, what that does to you on a physical level can be really, really damning. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to circle back to what you said about just networking or mm -hmm. having a network versus 
an inner circle, right? Like I think they're two different, very different things. And I think it's important to have both. I think it's important to branch out and meet new people and build your network, whether that's personally, professionally, you know, it can enhance your life in Mm -hmm. so many different ways. But I also think it's so important to cultivate your really intimate relationships. Those people that are your ride or dies, those are Mm -hmm. your people in your inner circle, the people that are aligned with your values Mm -hmm. in life. They're going in the same direction. They challenge you, you know, they make you a better person Mm -hmm. to be around them. And I think that is where, you know, your inner circle comes to play. You have the ability going back to choosing, you Mm -hmm. have the choice of who those people are, especially Mm -hmm. as an adult, like in high school, you think about it in college, even most of the time, your friends are the people that you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the people that you're playing sports with. It's the people that are in multiple class periods, you know, Mm -hmm. those end up being your friends just because of the close proximity and the amount of time you mm -hmm. spend with those people. And then I think as we age and we evolve and we change and we learn and we grow and all these things that life gives to us, we get the choice. We get to start building our own inner circle. It doesn't have to be just the people that we work with, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't have to be just our family. Mm -hmm. It can be people that we meet by chance and just grow to love and know, even if they're different from us, even if they, you know, our personalities are so different, Mm -hmm. but we have a lot of similarities too. So it's just kind of that, that fun knowing that you have the choice to meet new people Mm -hmm. and decide whether they're going to fit in your intimate, close inner circle, or if they're just part of your network, which doesn't mean that they're lesser, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing like that, but just deciding on how impactful or how close that person is going to be in your life. Right. And I like that you just use the word choice. Uh, that is something too, that I feel like even with the long, like the long held friendships, you have the choice. Like if that friend has gone on a journey and it might be a little bit off from where you're at in life, but you have the choice to continue to love them and to continue to support them. And I have one of my my best friend, actually, uh, she lives in Atlanta and we have been friends now for since 2006 is when we met and we have lived in different States apart for majority of that time. And she is still, we can go a week without talking to each other or two weeks, even if I have something drastic going on, I'm like, B, you know, and I know that she's going to be there for me and she's married. She's a mom. She's, you know, she went from working to staying, being a stay at home mom. And so she went through all of these different things in life that I don't experience, but she's able to come to me and talk to me. I'm able to go to her, but we choose each other for sure. Just like you choose a partner. I think that's the same thing with friendships. You choose You know, you think about this person has been so good to me that just because they're in a different spot in life, they haven't shown me any malice. They haven't been any ill will towards me. So it's, you know, just because somebody might not like to go to rock concerts with you doesn't mean they still can't be your best friend. And, you know, you can't love them and support one another, even on your different journeys. Yeah, I love that. And actually... I'll talk about my, one of my best friends. We've been friends since, I mean, we were little, mm-hmm. little, little mm-hmm. and like kindergarten, you know, our parents were friends in high school. We were friends. And even like our grade school to high school to college relationship change. And I think 
that was actually a good thing because that taught us that there are going to be times where we're closer and times where we go a long time without talking. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we do love each other at such a deep level, we can come right back together Mm -hmm. and be there for each other. You know, we, we know so much about each other. And like you said, there's always good intentions in the relationship. And I think that's one of the most important pieces of the puzzle, you know, just finding, Mm -hmm. finding people that have your best interests and intentions Mm -hmm. in, in mind and going back to, their aligned values, you know, do they match up with yours? And I think if you have those two aspects, that's a strong relationship. Absolutely. Cause I think we think of it as conditional a lot of times, like oh, yeah. a lot of friendships as being conditional. And then we ha- kind of have to come into the, the other bowl of it being, no, this person has been so good to me yet. Yeah. We have some differences, but I can still love them for yeah. who they are. Yeah, you know, that. you know, and that's, I think, really an important factor of when you're choosing who you have in your life. Yeah. You I know, what is their, what is their true, are they, do they love me for me? Do they love me for the me I am right now? But if you find somebody that's only loving you for the person that you were 10 years ago, or even last year, knowing that you're no longer that person, that's when you have to, that again, it comes down to a choice of, is that person still good for you in your life? Definitely. I want to touch on, um, meeting new people. Yeah. I know we talked a little bit about it and it can be, it's hard as fuck you guys sometimes Mm -hmm. because you graduate high school or college and you don't know how you're going to meet people other than work. Like I think that's, you're just thrown out into the world after, after school. And And it's it's like like your coworkers have Mm -hmm. to be your friends and Mm -hmm. that's, that's it. That's all you get. Right. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. so I think it's important to go seek things that you enjoy and find people that also enjoy those Mm -hmm. things. And I used to joke all the time when I used to say, I never had, I don't have any friends. How do I meet new people? And I love you guys. I was vegan at the time. I love grocery shopping. And I'm like, that's how I'm going to meet people. I'm going to go hang out in the produce section. Like I'm going to pick the best avocados and I know I'm going to meet my next best friend there. (laughs) Didn't happen. But anyway, it can be hard deciding (laughs) how you're going to meet new people. Right. And luckily we have the social group that we joined. Um, and I am super fortunate. I want to, I want your take on it too, because you're reading this book we're going to talk about, but I have met some of my best friends, my closest knit relationships online. Mm-hmm. And I want to touch on the pros and cons of online relationships and the web, the internet in general, because I think there's a lot to be said about not having super close connections because we do have, you know, the internet. So we have all these people that we know at a very surface level, you know, or we We see the highlight reel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we feel connected, but we aren't really, really close. Um, but then you can easily find people that are aligned with your values Mm -hmm. and do enjoy the same things that you do. And, um, you know, it's just a lot easier with hashtags and certain groups Mm -hmm. on Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, you can find the people that have similar, common interests. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important too. So it's kind of like, again, going back to choice, you have the choice, but I want your take on, on social media and friendships and how you use it and what you think. So I think social media can be a great tool for finding people that might have that common interest. And I think that that is the number one factor with social media and the, the pros of it 
it's to me is a very short list. You can find your people, but it, it takes the work outside of the online setting. It takes the work of being in person to cultivate yeah. the relationship. Uh, when you develop a relationship on strictly online, you, the likelihood of it actually lasting is very small. It is the hard work of building the relationship in person where you're going to find the relationships that last a whole lot longer. In the book I'm reading right now together, um, there's a, they talk about a lot of studies that show how, for example, like couch surfing, that whole, you know, the whole concept in the app of couch mm -hmm. surfing and how the people that know all of this information about the person that's coming to their house and all of the information about the person whose house they're going to. Yeah, they might click in that time, but percentage wise, the, the relationships don't last. In turn, if the, the, the situations where you're just, you like that house, you don't know anything about it and cultivating the relationship and really doing the work in person to get to know that person, those relationships percentage-wise last years longer. Definitely. And yes. I can attest to that because, mm -hmm. like I said, I found some of my very closest friends, you know, through Instagram, through a fitness community that we were a part of at the time. And I met so many women. I met so many women. But going to what you said, I chose and connected on a deeper level with very few, mm -hmm. you know, with, with a handful. And they are some of... I mean, I travel with these girls if they're watching. Mm -hmm. I know they are. Um, but yeah, we're just, we're so connected. And, you know, we have a lot of similarities because we met through this fitness community. So we were doing a lot of the same things and we had a lot of similar interests. Um, but the more we learned about each other, we are very different. You know, we have very different lives and we have, we're in different parts of our lives. We have different careers, different opinions. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's so important to know that your friends can be supportive and loving and don't have to be a carbon copy of you. Mm -hmm. And I think too, um, just going back to your question about how do you use social media, private groups on social media, I think are one of the best things yeah. kind of ever um, to bring in to find somebody. So let's say you know some one person and you both have the interest of painting. I'm just throwing yeah. that out there yeah. as something, you know, random, but you both have the interest of painting, but then one person might be like, Oh, well, Hey, I know this other person that enjoys painting. I'm going to invite them. Well, then that person might know somebody else that enjoys painting and might invite them. So you can kind of create this community of around a singular topic. And if you're all coming from a place of love, and I think that that is kind of the, the reoccurring theme of this, if you're coming from a place of love, even if you are different, but you have this one common ground, you can really develop and cultivate some really great friendships with people. Like for you, your common interest was fitness. Mm -hmm. And you just said that you, you might have different, different views on a lot of different things. But if you're coming from a place of love and knowing that you're staying open-minded to that these people believe different things, I lost where I was going. That's okay. Believe in different things. Believe in different, yeah. And I, I just think it comes down to 
accepting who you are, accepting mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. and finding the people that are mm -hmm. unconditionally going to accept you mm -hmm. for who you are. Right. And even if that changes, even if that looks different, like mm -hmm. I said, seasons of life, everything mm -hmm. is different all the time. We're in Absolutely. constant evolution. And mm -hmm. I think just finding those people that accept you. Right. Absolutely. I really think so too. Um, it can be a lot of work and it's just a matter of being a little bit uncomfortable for a snippet of time. Yeah. Oh yeah. A snippet of time, uh, going into a group where you might not realize like you might not know anybody. You might not, again, I kind of gave it that 45 minute mark, you know, um, you're going into a, into a group with somebody and that 45 minutes isn't forever. That 45 minutes is a short snippet of time. So going in and maybe even giving yourself like the, the option of I'm going to talk to three people that I don't know. Yeah. Three people that I don't know and just introduce myself. And honestly, most people are so concerned of what others think of them. For sure. And I For think that sure. that is the hardest part about cultivating an inner circle is you're so concerned about what other people think of you. If you let that go and you love yourself enough and people, people that radiates, Yeah, that radiates, people can see when you love yourself. And if it's not coming from a place of egotisticalness and like cockiness, but if you, you have the confidence and you love who you are as a person, you're going to attract people that are going to see that and they're going to love you for that. Definitely. You and know, I mean, I, hopefully we do a whole episode sometime on the law of attraction mm -hmm. and, you know, just how people create based on their vibration. I know it gets a little woo woo here sometimes, but, um, but yeah, just to bring everything back together, I think that is a very important part of it is knowing yourself mm -hmm. and loving yourself and being comfortable with who you are and accepting who you are, because that's going to invite those people that feel the same. And one of the best ways to find out who you really are is one to experience to to put yourself in the experience to know if you like or dislike something you don't know if you hate painting if you've never gone to paint yeah. you don't know if you hate running if you've never gone for a run so it's a matter of experiencing it but in the same token it's a matter of solitude as well and i know oh, yeah. we're talking about the inner circle but you're going to be much more likable and much more under, like people are going to understand you a whole lot more if you understand yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the best way to do that is through solitude. But we, we have such a hard time with solitude anymore because we're always connected to a device. Yeah. We're always looking at a device. So there's never that time to really sit in solitude and understand what your likes are, what your dislikes are. Because if you're doom scrolling, you're thinking, Oh, well this person likes this. I have to like this too. That's not true, true to who you are. Yeah, so staying definitely. true to who you are ultimately is going to help you attract your people. Yeah. Agree. Authenticity, self-love, self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of the main tokens. And that's basically a lot of what this show up while the podcast is going to be about, you yeah. know, yes, we're going to touch on the physical. We're going to touch on, you know, the, the mental, the spiritual, but like, understanding who you are, what your likes and dislikes are, but understanding how to level up your yourself yeah. from a physical level, spiritual level, mental level. Definitely leveling know? up and understanding yourself and loving yourself. I Absolutely. know that is going to be a huge topic of conversation for us. And every episode, hopefully you kind of take something away 
that you learn about yourself mm-hmm. or you do love about yourself a little bit more just from listening to a conversation that we had, you know, mm-hmm. with each other and mm-hmm. about our lives and, and hopefully something that's going on and is relevant in your life too. So absolutely. All right. Well, tell us a little about your book before we wrap it up. Yes. So this book is by Vivek H. Murti. I think I'm saying his last name right. He was the, I believe, 19th Surgeon General of the United States. Um, And this book was written right before COVID hit. Um, it was gonna, it was going to publish right before COVID hit. So he is talking about loneliness and how the importance of connection and being together and what it does to people on a physical and mental level. Um, right now I'm about halfway through it, but this book has basically reiterated a lot of what I already thought, but the studies that are in it, um, are showing so many amazing things that about the power of human connection and about how it can actually save people's lives. Oh yeah. You know, it can save people's lives. Um, it's just something as easy as, you know, just reaching out to somebody, how are you doing today? You know, and coming from, again, from a place of love with it and what that can do for a person. Absolutely. I love that. So everyone's call to action now is to check on your friends, check on Mm -hmm. your girls, check on your guys, Mm -hmm. connect with somebody maybe you have lost touch with, or you just want to send somebody a, I love you message. You know, it it can be so important to feel accepted and seen, Mm -hmm. you know, as a human, we all just want that connection. That's what we crave. That's what we thrive on. Mm -hmm. And it can be a matter of life and death to some people. So you never know who you're impacting Mm -hmm. by just being kind, reaching out and, you know, cultivating those inner, that inner circle Circle. and having Mm -hmm. those people in your life. Yeah, absolutely. So this book again, together, we'll link it in the show notes, um, is a great book. If you are wanting to understand the importance of togetherness and what it does for you personally, but as well as kind of the collective whole of humanity. Um, and it, it talks about different examples from different cultures oh, cool. and how different cultures um, have a different kind of understanding and mindset towards togetherness. Um, and us in the Western world, we are very disconnected. Oh, yeah. We are very um, individualistic and independent, whereas other cultures are very um, group oriented and family oriented yeah. and, and community oriented. So like the, the phrase, it takes a village. The examples in here with that are pretty amazing and yeah. how what it what it what it's done for people and the amazing things that they have done. That's awesome. On a larger scale, like a more of a societal scale. I was going to say I do think society is is headed back to that direction. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of advancements obviously have come out in western culture to mm-hmm. where we can be more independent and do more things on our own, but I think that is the future is going back to the past. Yes, absolutely. What goes around comes around. hundred percent. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Upwell the podcast. Uh, if you, we would like to invite you to join us on Instagram at Upwell the podcast, join the conversation. We're constantly throwing out questions to get 
get you thinking, get you, get you talking with us. So you can find me personally at barefoot.katie on Instagram, and you can find Sarah at, at Sarah Barrett. So until next time, we hope that this episode has inspired you to rise up, take action, and find your flow, making your life better, the lives of others, and the world around you. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. See ya. Perfect. Boom.